One night, one goal. Stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. Join thousands as we journey over 16 miles from dusk till dawn for a night of hope and healing while raising funds and awareness for this important cause. Register today at theovernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's 888-843-6837. publishing team, Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, and you just heard Sideman. It's the ninth track off of the L.A.-based Americana duo, Freddie and Francine's third album. It's called Gung Ho, and it releases June 10th, 2016. Go to their website, freddieandfrancine.com. That's Freddie with a D-Y. Um, not a D-U-I, a D-Y. Freddieandfrancine.com. Uh, again, um, it's also iTunes. You'll be able to get it on iTunes and all those great places. Um, just go to their website, connect with them. They're going to be touring, all kinds of good stuff. But I've got it, their real names. It's Lee Ferris and Bianca Caruso. Bianca, welcome to the show. How are you? 
Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? You guys sound like you're having a good time. <laughs> it's happy hour. It's happy hour. It's, it's mandatory. Party. It's party time here, you know, and, and you know, listening to your music just helps it, you know, all go along pretty well. That is that is a good that is a good party time song, I will have to I I'd have to say. Side man I love that going. song. <laughs> and and your voice, you've got quite a bluesy, soulful voice. It, it's like it's well, amazing, you. nice and smooth and silky, but you get down, girl. Because she's like, oh, yeah. I, I try, I try. <laughs> no, you do, Thank you do. Now, I got to bring Lee Ferris on as well, your partner in crime and music here. Lee, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm so glad you guys are well, good. We're, Wednesday. We're dandy. <laughs> I just say we're dandy and happy. Lee, I w- tell us about your first time meeting Bianca. <laughs> My first time meeting Bianca, I think it was at a, like a swing, like, uh, no, uh, a square dance club in L.A. Like, it's this place called the wow. Cowboy Palace. And I was playing in mm. this, like, country band. Um, and she was just a young firecracker kid who sang in the band at, at the time. But then... Um, a few months later, like, we did this show here in L.A., and uh, mm. the 50th anniversary of the Broadway play here, and uh, cool. just got to know each other doing that, and I thought, here's an extremely silly and talented and crazy girl, and I want to hang out with her. <laughs> Bianca, did you guys get naked in hair? Yeah, did you? Oh, oh did we get naked in hair? Of course we got naked in hair, like, for three months straight. It was so much fun. So, so can you have too much naked, like in Seinfeld, that one episode when the girl's walking around and, you know, doing everything <laughs> naked? Or or is it just all cool? It, I mean, it, it kind of it kind of turned into that. That's, a, that's a really funny because we, in the very beginning, when we like had to get naked for the first time, I remember being so, everyone was nervous, I'm sure, because we just had to do it. You know, we just had to rip the Band-Aid off, and so we did it. And then by the end of the run, everyone was just, you, you would just be naked like all the time in the backstage area. Everyone was just like having deep heart, you know, heartfelt conversations, buck naked. It was very funny. Like we got so comfortable with one another. Well, is that part of why you could just look at, you know, the person next to you and say, I don't want to be your side man. (laughs) 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 Just just gotta bring that up. (laughs) In some cases you are right about that. Yes. (laughs) Like just, just no. I mean, but I, hair is one of those. You know, the the whole. I remember watching it as a kid on the on the movie. You know, and wanted to go into musical theater just because of that play. And when everybody talks about musical theater, there's two plays that come to mind. It's Hair or Rocky Picture, <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah. there's all these other amazing plays, Oklahoma, West Side Story, but no, for me, it's the, Hair and the Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Yeah, sure. And I don't know if it's just that I'm weird or whatnot, but I think it's so awesome that you guys were in that. So, Lee, who were you in that, in Hair? I played Burger. So um, he was Louis the lead. and the show are very yeah. different. Um, but I guess it's the uh, I can't remember the who's the main actor in uh, in the movie. Not the one one who ends up going off to war for his buddy mm-hmm. uh, is like mm-hmm. is the burger character, and in the show it's flipped. But anyway, um, yeah, it was, it's Claude who goes off to. Um, 
off of Vietnam, and then Berger, who plays his best friend, kind of like the hippie king of the Central Park tribe and all that stuff, and that's the guy I played. Cool, cool. And Bianca, who did you play? I was in the tribe, because the cool thing about here, why I enjoyed it so much, is that the tribe is on stage the entire show. So I was just one of wow. the hippies in the show, and you're on, you're, you sing just about every song. Um, I think, that, I mean, there's a couple of solos, but, but for the most part, we were on stage all the time. So it was really fun. How, it didn't feel like a small part. How does, like, when you do musical theater like that, I mean, to me, it, it's probably, when I was listening to the album, Gung Ho, everybody, go get it. I mean, it's just badass. It, it's just, you've got a little bit of everything in there. You do have a little bit of some hippie vibes in there. There's the the harmonies are incredible, but a lot of time you hear Americana albums, and it's very countryfied. Where I find yours has a little bit of country in there, but it's very soulful, bluesy rock and roll in there. I know that's all goes under you know the word Americana or that genre, but it's very different from what you hear these days. What people classify Americana, it's a lot of that bluesy thing in there, but do you think musical theater kind of helped you guys in getting those harmonies together? Because your harmonies, I think, I've, I've been reading about you guys in the press, and everybody's like, it's commenting on the harmonies, too. You guys are really making a mark with that. Well, I think I think uh, what's so fun about specifically the musical hair is it is it's a rock musical. You know, it's there's a lot of rock and roll songs, and you don't sing the normal musical theater way, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like Oklahoma in that way. Um, it's mm-hmm. a lot more ruckus and raw and soulful. There's a lot of soul behind it. And especially the production that we did, they were, the musical directors were very into the soulful nature of the songs. And I think both of us have, in addition to like musical theater training, we both have classical operatic training. And, you know, that, that in and of itself has made us like, you know, able to be very big singers. We can sing very big and we can, uh, you know, belt out. But I think with harmony, it's something I've always loved to do. And there's not, I just think it's the most fun thing to do, to sing harmony with someone. And I've done acapella groups and all that stuff and choirs. And we has also been in a lot of choirs. And we just love the sound of it, you know. And I think all of that mm-hmm. together kind of infuses our sound. I, it's cool, man. You got that. You just—it is soulful for sure. So, Lee, tell us a little bit about Freddie and Francine. The name Freddie and Francine. Okay. Well, uh, years ago, in LA, I had my own bands, and um, I was playing sort of throughout the time that the two of us were doing Hair. And Bianca decided sometime during Hair because she was surrounded by so many popular people or popular. Interesting. Uh, talented people. <laughs> talented and popular. People. Yeah, they were so popular. No, talented people. She wanted to make an album. She wanted to make an album, like a solo album, where she co-wrote with all these different talented people, and uh, <laughs> and kind of you know would would sing all the songs herself and have it be a co-writing album. And so she started doing that with a few different people. And then with myself, we wrote this song. The first song we ever wrote together was called Over and Over, and it had this really melodramatic kind of 50s, 60s feel that we called prom rock, which, of course, is just, you know, the perfect genre name for something because it's such a popular genre. 
but really we just made it up. And um, we went and we played it at a show. And before we played it at a show where she joined my band because she and I hadn't formed yet, uh, the first show we ever played, and we played this song over and over. And before we did, um, we said, okay, everybody get a slow dance partner because this is our um, our 50s prom rock song, and uh, everybody needs to <laughs> slow dance. And we're going to pick cheesy 50s names like I'll Be Freddy. And she said, I'll be Francine. And by the end of the show, everybody was chanting, Freddie and Francie, Freddie and Francie. <laughs> and it just stuck. It was recorded, and I was Funny. listening to it on the drive, and it, it just stuck. That's funny. I know Nancy and, <laughs> and one of her friends used to run around going there, Ethel Inch and Frida Foot. Ethel it, Lynch and Frida Foot. Yeah, if they met guys that they didn't <laughs> want to hang out with. They wanted their phone numbers. I'm Ethel Inch, and the other girl would go, I'm Freedom Foot. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you guys, but now it's Freddie and Francine. What's that? What? I was going to say, Freddie and Francine. Say... I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You're you're fading out there a little bit. Come back, Lee. Hey, Come back. I'm here. How's this? How's this? Okay. Better. That's good. What were you saying? <laughs> I was just saying that, you know, now we're stuck with it. We're stuck with this name, even though we're Bianca and Lee. You know, Freddie and Francine is what everyone thinks we're called. And then when we tell people our real names, people get frustrated. People are like, what do you mean? Are you trying to lie to us or something? And that's oh, but I think it, it's case. kind of cool because I, I thought it was going to be something to do with a play you guys had been in or something because you've got the, you know, musical theater background. And my first thing is it just – it. It, it's the the scenes from the Italian restaurant with Billy Joel, bottle of red, bottle of white, <laughs> and I thought Freddie and Francine were sitting at the table arguing over which which wine they wanted, red or white. <laughs> I could just. Well, <laughs> so here's the trick. Well, See, like you don't get stuck with it if you are lying. Like I'm not stuck with Fred Foot or Ethel Lynch because I was lying. But <laughs> right. you guys are right. now. You are you well, are who you are. <laughs> I think. But what's right. cool about the name is when we originally did it. Also, the music that we were making at that time, which was almost 10 years ago. This was in 2007, 2008. Um, we, our music was very, you know, it was very cutesy, poppy. Like, I don't know, it was like she and him had just come out with an album. So that was kind of what was going on. It was very much, you know, we were trying to put on this persona and writing songs about other people. And, and so the, it really worked for that time period and then the, our music started evolving and changing and the name stayed with it and it's worked I think throughout time so you know I like it at the end of the day it is what it is I like it better than Bianca you know hey if any of you are walking around you need to not do it because it, it's causing some feedback just to let you know but yeah you know it, it I think I think I like your name personally I think it's cool and I like the title of your album Gung Ho um, Nancy and I are very much into that. If you're going to do something, do it. And I love the the album cover. The, you know, to me, it's like it. I love the black and white. And then everybody's in the water, and they don't care about what anybody thinks. And then there's a lady throwing her crutches. Who came up with the album cover, and where did that photo come from? Well, we were look we were looking for inspiration for the album cover. Um, and our friend Daniel Mulcahy, who's an incredible artist. 
she was helping us with it, and I found I found that photo on Pinterest of all places, and um, I wow. found it. And I fell in love with it, and I sent it to Lee, and I and I you know I had had this vision for the album cover of someone just like being themselves fully. Like I don't know what that means exactly, but I envisioned a person just like either like with their hair everywhere or just like going nuts, and I. And so we were trying to find something like that. So I found this photo, and it's a photographer named Joel Meyerowitz who's out of New York City, and he's been around doing his thing since the 60s. And that particular photo was taken in 1968 in upstate New York. So it's an older photo, and we found the photo. We emailed his gallery, and we said, do you license photographs? Um, This is something you do. And they said, we've done it, yes, once before. Uh, you know, what's your music like? How do you, how do you intend to use this photo? And I will ask Joel about it. And so I sent her the album and I said, here's what we're thinking. Like, we don't have money for this, but, you know, here, we can give you this much money. They, they waited a week to get back to us. And when they finally got back to us, they said, Joel loves your music and he'll license you the photo. So it was very cool. Like, awesome. It was really cool. And we felt really honored because he's a, a very distinguished photographer in that world and has gotten a lot of praise for his work. And so we're so grateful that we got use that photo for our album cover and I do feel like it just matches that emotion so well yeah I mean it's just that I mean that capturing that moment of that woman throwing that out is it it's almost I don't know if there's a word called baptismal but it is it's kind of like it's just like I'm going in baptizing her crutches yeah I don't know it's just kind of like yeah that's it I'm going in you know yeah yeah like that but it's my it's my new word of the day Lee let's talk about the album itself, where you recorded it and who you recorded with, because I was looking at all the names. It's like, yeah, all the popular people and talented people are hanging out with you on this album. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's that's us. All those talented and popular folks want to hang out with us. What can I say? No, wait, everybody, let me do an ad for you guys. You're going to do a commercial. It's Freddie and Francine. They hang with the popular and the talented. (laughs) Go get their album, (laughs) Gung Ho. (laughs) Are you popular and talented? Do you need a cool band to hang out with? Then call Freddie and Francine. Um, 1-800-Freddie and Francine. (laughs) You'll never know what you're going to get. So let's see here. Uh, oh, we got to get Liam Neeson yeah. for this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's perfect. Perfect guy. I know, right? He would be great. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, where where did you take all the popular and talented people to record this? Well, um, first off, it was recorded up in Eugene, Oregon uh, last year. And, uh, nice. Our producer, our producer is a guy named Todd Sikafus, who is a great last name. And other than having an awesome last name, he uh, he's produced. He, he's for the longest time he's played bass for Ani DeFranco, and then his mm. um, lot in her wow. live touring and that stuff about fifteen years. But then he also has produced this amazing folk singer-songwriter named Aeneas Mitchell out of uh, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn, Vermont area. And she also has a a record that she she made called Young Man in America that he produced. And then there's a a folk opera about Orpheus and Eurydice that he produced called Hadestown, which is now a show off-Broadway. And he's the musical director. And anyway, Bianca was living in New York for a while, and she was really into those records, and she turned me on to the stuff that he had done with Aeneas, 
and I was just blown away by the way he produced a band and the way he was able to interweave and mix a lot of these, you know, a lot of amazing instruments in while keeping the vocal kind of at the center of everything because that's obviously for what we do the most important thing is the singing. So yeah. uh, then he put together a band of amazing guys. Uh, Ted Poor, who plays with Andrew Bird, is a drummer, amazing drummer. And uh, Rob Berger is a keyboard player for for Lucinda Williams and Ryan Adams and everybody. Uh, Rufus Wainwright, and he's incredible. And mm. this amazing guitar player, Kyle Santa, recorded the whole album live um, in Eugene at Gung Ho Studios. And it wasn't necessarily going to be that title, but it seemed appropriate, you know, given our energy at the moment mixed with where we recorded it. Um, and it was a very magical five days, four days. We just went in and played I the whole thing. You, yeah, doing it huh? live, I think cause there's a lot of energy in the album, like you were saying, there's this energy in it. And when I listened to it, I know a lot of people um, compared it to different, you know, yeah, if you listen to this, you're going to enjoy it. You know, this person, you're going to enjoy it. What hit me automatically was, besides the vocals and the words and, you know, the stories, music, musically, you're right, there's a lot of stuff tucked in there, but it still comes out simply so that you can grasp it as a listener for the first time, which is, I think, very important. And the dynamics are really insanely good. But there's this slide in there throughout the entire album that just keeps this, like, it's like an echo. And Ryan Bingham does that a lot. And I love Ryan Bingham and yeah. his words and everything. And But there's that Ryan Bingham thing of slide in there, but it has that echo. And I was like, holy crap, this is really good because you guys are totally different in what you do. But there was that echo of that slide, and I, I love slide guitar. And it's Derek Truck's birthday today, by the way, so I have to give him a shout-out. Oh. But um, yet, who was doing that? That is, I mean, because it, it just keeps sliding in there. You guys, the, the flow that goes through this album is incredible with the musicianship and just that, that echo of that slide in there. Well, thank you. I mean, Kyle Santa is his name. Um, he lives in Brooklyn, New York, and he is such a sweet guy and so talented. And frankly, we trusted Todd to kind of put together the band, like I said, and it's that interweaving of stuff, especially that, that slide guitar really, it's lap steel, which is just a great instrument, but I've never heard it used quite so. Uh, yeah. He just, you know, specifically, and he's, it's very, um, I don't know, it, it's complimentary. It hits you. What we're doing. It hits you in and your body. And also very emotional. It, yeah. Yeah, it hits you in certain parts. Like it's no, got that vibration. sounds really bad. No, it's got <laughs> vibration. If you want to move in a certain part of your body, listen to this. God, oh no, <laughs> here we go. No, but there's a certain that there's a, that echo and the way it it isn't it isn't it isn't full frontal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're saying, it's in that <laughs> echo behind. This is just Uh-oh. getting this is not getting any better. Whatever comes out of my mouth, but that that echo really does. It's almost like an extra harmony. That's where I think it's almost like another person singing, and I think that's super cool. Bianca, songwriting, who writes the songs, both of you? We we share the duties 50-50. Um, 
you know, it, it depends. Someone will come up with a, you know, a melody or someone will have a lyric that they like or Lee will just start playing around on guitar and I'll start singing something. Like, that's how Sideman was written. He was, he was playing that guitar riff and I just started, like, doing my best impression of Lucinda Williams. And pretty soon we were like, this is a song. <laughs> and then we kept writing it. And, but, yeah, it, it's very much an organic process. I mean, we, we definitely, like, both have stuff we bring to the table, and we co-write 50-50, so. Hmm. That's cool. And do you, do you walk around with a notebook and just find things off of trees or watching people? Or <laughs> I mean, it, to me, there's, it seems like there's a lot of stories about love, that all the different things that happen with love in this album. Oh, yeah. The good and the bad. I would say... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's this full frontal. A very full frontal. That's that's what we should have called it. Full frontal, Freddie and Francine. That would have been better. <laughs> full um, frontal, gung ho. This album. <laughs> that's really good. It sounds like a pornography, but yeah. <laughs> um, Freddie and Francine. That makes it even better. Sorry. <laughs> no, but <that's... laughs> Okay, go back, go back to what you're talking about, writing. You ladies are silly, and I love it. Um, we, <laughs> we, uh, you know, this, this is our first album in six years. So we we took a three-year hiatus where we lived a lot of life. We did a lot of stuff. We had our romances with people, and we did all sorts of things. And then we came back together with these two different life experiences, and that's what this album is. You know, it's a celebration of love. It's a celebration of loss and, like, you know, coming back together and, you know, just everything. And that's what I, I'm really excited about this album because it really does feel like it's been something in the making for this long. And these stories are all either, like, personal about what we was going through or what we were going through currently or the song Ray's song is a very specific song about someone I had met. Mm. Said, we were, to me, he said, you know, I said, when are you going back home? And he said, when I'm done crying. And it was in reference to the fact that he had just lost his wife. And mm. so that song was... It's like you, you, you know. I think Tom Waits once once said it. Like you can, you pull inspiration from the sky. It's always there. It's just you have to be the one to pull it, you know, to to take it and run with it. So it's mm. all around. You just have to sit down and take the time to write the song about the feeling. And I think Lee and I are very, very disciplined about finding time to write together and completing songs and, you know, being hard on ourselves like most artists are, but. But really, you know, using it as a craft and, and crafting these songs and writing lots of songs so we can have a really big pot to pick from. Well, the love, you know, the topic of love is so multidimensional. You know, it's it's diverse. You, you can't get any more diverse than love. And it's something that everybody has some kind of experience somewhere, whether it's through family, through lovers, through, you know, spouses, through, you know, there's... Everybody has some kind of touch on love. And so why did you separate spouses from lovers? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> there's a difference. I don't know. Um, maybe not. Um, you know, just mine didn't work out. But anyway, th- who cares? <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> there is something where everybody touches on that. And, and through these songs, you're like, okay, yeah. It, I think that they're very honest. I think your songs really just tap into something that everyone can go, yeah, man, I felt this at this point. Or, and then maybe they'll listen to this album 10, 15, 20 years later, 
because it's one of those albums that you will keep listening to. And, mm-hmm. you know, go like, oh, man, now I had to feel that. I've been listening to this all this time, and now I had to feel this. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, really but, feel yes. it personally. But that's also really yeah. fun for us as songwriters. Like, we, the song If You Want Me, when we originally wrote it, you know, I had an idea of what that song meant to me, but, you know, a year and a half later, that song means something completely different to me when I sing. It mm. changes from my experiences, too, because it's not as, like, straightforward. That You know, the hook is, if you want me, why don't you come and get me, which, you know, sounds like a you know, romantic thing, but it, it can mean a lot of things. And I think the more we sing it, the more it's become this broad feeling of just, like, either going out and doing the thing you want to do or having someone see you for who you really are, even if you're, like, on the floor crying. You know, it can be, it's so right. complex, that feeling. Well, you know, we go through the songs on the album and, you know, the duet. And there's that accordion mm-hmm. background that's like, just like, oh, man, you hear that. And it, that kind of makes, okay, we're going back to the beast or no. Or the part of this album I feel like should be, it's like I have like a Texas vibe to it for some reason. But there's a duet. When, when you keep saying don't forget, I'm like, man, that is something you know, we all do to each other as you know, loved ones. It's like, don't forget, don't forget. And it's like, oh, my God. And then someone is gone, maybe passed away, and there's that don't forget or has left the relationship or left the building like Elvis. You, that don't forget, that, those two words are really powerful. That, that, that song to me just really, like, I don't know. It really well, especially it. if the other person's really trying I to felt forget. It. Yeah, you know? I, I just I really felt it. It was it's almost like remember, remember. It's like almost that, you know, in a relationship, there's always someone who's a nag, but it's not a nag if that makes sense. It's like a, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that. Don't forget, don't forget the sugar. And then if that person's gone, all, the, all those who are a nag, please raise. Your but then and then when the person is gone out of your life, you're like. I miss the nag. I miss the don't forget the sugar or the don't forget, you know, this, you know. But, I mean, you guys are going deeper on the sh- beyond sugar here. But that song to me, and, and also Something's Gotta Give, that song is like, I mean, that just, even those, the words are incredible, you guys. It, it really just hit, oh, thank hits you. everybody. Yeah. Duet is, yeah, duet really hit home. What's it like for you guys? Musically, you know, we can all have relationships, but then there's the musical relationship and then the lover relationship. And Nancy and I have both experienced that. We both come from music backgrounds. We've both been in bands, and and we've both dated. Don't date the drummer (laughs) or the bass player, but we both did. And there is something that I... Not at the same time. No, no. But there is something about relationships when you're also performing together that I almost, that we always talk about a band being um, like a marriage, you know, but there is something, oh. there's a extra language. I think you develop. What do you think Lee? I, I mean, I've got to go to the guy on this one. Do you think you have an extra <laughs> language by performing and writing together? I know I'm supposed to go to the Absolutely. woman on this, but I'm going to the guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely. I, th- I think, you know, we, we spent a lot of time uh, away from each other for three years. And, you know, I spent a good amount of time trying to find other people to play with. No one intentionally that I was trying to recreate Freddie and Francine with, or my relationship with Bianca with, but regardless, I wasn't able to find anything close to the connection, you know, musically, but, 
music is so intimate and so personal and so especially when you're writing you know all the lyrics we're talking about and trying to make sense of the sort of just the multitude of um, you know emotions that we experience individually and then with each other and then in the context of a business and and a band and traveling mm-hmm. and touring and you're mm-hmm. you're constantly in each other's space and then the music becomes the avenue through which all of that can be expressed and it's not necessarily a language that has to quote unquote make sense to us or to others. Like you were saying, you you have different interpretations and that's the beautiful part of it. But regardless, that's, I think our, our language is trying to make sense of the difficulties and the challenges and the celebrations and the beauty of the romantic and the love, you know, that we have or experienced you know, for each other, um, you know, through, through music and, and how maybe find answers in it. And that's a different thing and a different connection. And then when you put it on stage and you put it in the context of adrenaline and, and audience and all that stuff, and also harmony has its own way of bonding people. I think, you know, it's, yeah. it's intense and it, 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 doesn't always make sense, but I, you know, I feel in, in our situation, there's like, there's always sort of been this inevitability about our connection, something that is fate or something bigger than us. Controlling Destiny, it. man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That's what, cool. yeah, but now we used to, to uh, practice with a band member who, um, well, he wasn't really a band member. He never really quite made it, but he was saying, oh, yeah, I sit here and I play my guitar and, and cars pass by in my house all the time and I don't even know who's in there. And it sounds funny, but then if you think about your mm. music, your music goes into people's homes and you don't even know who they are. And they're, and they're listening mm-hmm. to your songs and reacting in different ways. And it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You, you, you might be there. You know, a child might be a result of it. You never yeah. know. <laughs> well, and, and you know, we all have memories like, wow. okay, the prom and and what song was singing when you're dancing with your date at the prom, or all these things. What songs are played at weddings and the reception, and all these things tag memories to it, right? So now, when you put mm-hmm. out a song, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big responsibility there. Yeah, Freddie and Francine. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's no, really let's, funny. Let's, let's talk. Let's you know talk about this because you guys go. I mean, it's, you've got these albums on. This is your third album. Everyone, June tenth. Okay, go get gung ho. Because if you don't, you're not cool. Now, <laughs> be true. Be true to your school and go get, go get the album. Oh, no, no. Um, so. Bianca, you guys perform live. What's that like versus writing songs together and then getting up on stage and you're doing harmonies? Because I know you guys are, you're, you've got an album release coming out June 10th, but then you've got like, you have a party at the Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. Excuse us. Um, and then that's June 11th. You know, and yes. then you start touring the East Coast, right, from the 14th through 22nd. So everybody, freddieandfrancine.com, go check them out. But getting up on stage, that's a little different than recording live with all the popular and talented people you know in in a studio in Eugene, Oregon, right? Did you guys do it in a cabin? I mean, not do it, but I mean, did you record it in a cabin? Because it kind of feels like you guys were like in a cabin setting. It kind of felt like that. It was in. It was definitely in a rural area, and it was a garage that got turned into a studio, and it was very cozy and 
had little tchotchkes everywhere. It was very, you know what I mean? It was kind of dark. And yeah. It was fun. It was fun being in there. It was Did you have candles? Vibey. Did you have candles um, and, like, I don't think little we, I don't think we had candles. But, uh, like, we, no, we no had candles. movie lighting. Mood lighting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay, so the cabinet, that's good. I just kind of it feels yeah. such a warm album. It just kind of feels like it was out in nature somewhere. Um but yeah, performing, getting up on stage performing, what's that like suddenly going into that mode and looking at each other and then having a band that's performing with you? Well, we when we tour, we tour just the two of us and we're oh, wow, super cool. excited. Yeah, so this weekend hmm. we'll have a full band at the Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. Um where we live because, you know, we can afford to, to have them play with us where we live, but we can't take them on the road with us yet. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're excited to be playing with a band this weekend. And we actually rehearsed this morning for that show. And it, it's really, it's really funny. We, we were both discussing how we played these songs so many times live, just the two of us all over the country. And so we're so used to that, you know, where it's just mm. he and I, and now we bring a band into the mix and, it's just a different vibe. It's it's really fun for us, and I know it's fun for Lee because it's Lee is, you know, really doing most of the work in the in terms of rhythm and and melody, obviously underneath us. But it's really it's it's kind of it it feels like you're you're <laughs> the only way I can put it. You feel like you're inviting people into your bedroom. <laughs> it's the only way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like come on I mean? in. It's in. Yeah. It's yeah. Like your it's intimate thing that Where you are do your best all the PJs? time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it. it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, do you play an instrument, Bianca? For you, I mean, what, I, tell us about the musical play, side. Yeah. Well, I play piano, but not not in Freddie and Francine. We, from the very beginning of the the band, we've always just sung together, and we had like a backing band. So I don't play in Freddie and Francine, but when I do solo stuff, I play piano. Hmm. Wow. Okay. And then yeah. you're playing guitar, right, Lee? More of the guitar side? I am. Yeah, and the okay. the thing we've been doing recently on tour is we sing into one microphone, uh, an old condenser microphone like a lot of oh. old blue, bluegrass mm-hmm. musicians used to do. And it kind of becomes our third instrument because, really because harmony is such, you know, and vocals are just the center of everything we do, we find that, you know, like in the folk world, uh, which is not necessarily like genre-wise what I would call us, but it, you know, because I play an acoustic guitar and we sing into one mic, and it's kind of it's stripped down. There's definitely an element of the folk, you know, folk world and folk festivals that that like us and we appeal to. I think, but it's all about the dynamics and all about mixing ourselves live to that mic that kind of adds to our stage show. And, um, yeah, it's minimal, but it's because of that necessity that we have found a thing that really works. So I think that people need simplicity in, in music, you know, they need to, that's what I think is great about your album gung ho is that you have all this music going on, all the instrumental stuff going on. There's a lot of good stuff because you've got all those talented and popular people, but there's, but it's really it it's nothing overrides each other. Everything is exactly in its place, and for the listener, it, you can grasp it instantly. And you need to be able to to have a good song, to have a good album. You need to be able to 
hear the lyrics, you need to be able to catch that melody and go, man, I'm into this. Because people have that fear of the unknown. It's like, oh, new music. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to. It's like you're going to watch a video on YouTube. Oh, it's four minutes. Holy cow. I can't do that. That's four minutes of my life to check something out. You know, people are very weird about that. So when when you have good music that catches you right at the beginning, and you do, I think it's brilliant. I mean, it, it really is a great album for that. And you guys going off and doing a tour, doing it solo, like together, doing through one mic. I mean, I know I can already picture it. I think that brings a rawness and a realness. You know what I mean, Nancy? Well, I want to ask you. Okay, so you're singing into one mic. So Lee. When you're singing into the mic, I want just think about Bianca for a minute here and tell me. Just pick uh, animal, a plant, <laughs> or, or a bird, and and pick one, and just say what you think Bianca is. If you can, and you can do this when you're performing live while you two are singing you, into Dr. the same Ruth? mic. Yeah, no, <laughs> just say which animal, plant, or bird is she, and why. Hmm. <laughs> I would say Uh-oh. Bianca, would you know say it's a, li- a lioness. Yeah, cause you, a lioness. Oh, oh, and why? That that is a correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why, why, well, why, why? A, well, because there there is a Here. you know like a soft femininity to Bianca, but there is also uh, you know a real fierce. Concentration yeah. and and uh, power. Yeah, has yeah. a lot of power. And, yeah, I, I have to say, I picked that up on the album. Like, I, I'm yeah. like, don't mess with her. She's okay. gentle, but she will, you know. Yeah, don't mess with her. Don't mess with her. <laughs> okay, so Bianca, now the same question to you: Is you're singing into the mic and you look at Lee, what animal, plant, or bird would you say? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't put the top on the toothpaste either. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Huh. That's uh, okay. Okay. Um. How about animal, plant? What was the other one you said? Or a bird. Be a bird. Or a bird. Okay. I'm gonna go with an elephant. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so I hope no one like tends you down for ivory. Right, why. But so, yeah, and why? Let me explain. Let me explain. Because yeah. he, he's obviously a lot a very of women are already tall. thinking. So just saying. Yeah. Okay. He's a very he's a very tall person. <laughs> he's very. He can be very intimidating, I think, to people. But I think. He's also very like soft and vulnerable and you know like kind and I that's why I imagine elephants to be. <laughs> mm-hmm, they are. They're very nurturing. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're very so nurturing. That's, that's why. That's exactly why. Right awesome. on. Right like on. That. Okay, so you know you are on the happy hour show, and um, you, you know we've already asked you one crazy question, but it's time to play happy hour. And I'll have you know, Nancy just played that. No, I'm kidding. Okay. So, well done. I want to know if you, if you could spend happy hour with anyone, alive or passed on, who would it be, 
what would you drink, where would you spend this happy hour, and what would you talk about? So let's start with you, Lee, since you're an elephant, and you'd never forget anything, you know? you got a good memory. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I would say that I would have... I would have happy hour with Tom Waits, um, mm. drink, drinking bourbon in the French Quarter in New Orleans. Dang. Cool. I want to come. Is, is there any smoking involved? <laughs> I just see smoke. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely some smoking going on. <laughs> so what are you going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? Oh, man, everything. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about... Uh, words. Probably not about God. music, though. We'll just talk about, like, gardening and architecture and, um, like, fashion, you know, and, uh, really? and, yeah. and, you know, and how to wire a house, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I want to come hang out on that. I want to, I want to hear, <laughs> I, I just want to talk to him about old 55. I have a thing about that. Yeah. Song. I'd like I, to talk I think to I'd be too nervous that. to talk to him about music. <laughs> he <laughs> might hit you over if the If you brought it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. he kind of looks like Gary Busey in a weird way. <laughs> you know, I hate to say that. That's wrong. He's That's better wrong looking. Thing to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Tom Waits, I mean, he, he's like a poet that I don't know how many people, like, of this generation now know about Tom Waits, honestly. I don't. I don't know. No, like I know he's becoming more obscure. He was by no means ever uh, mainstream, but he certainly was well known by a lot of people, and that's becoming smaller and smaller. I, I would agree with that. David Truly Lynch needs in to put him in a movie. Yeah. That's, Jim Charles needs yeah. him in all those movies. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean it's. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's cool. Now, Bianca, for you, who are you having happy hour with? Okay, I I think I've gotten it down to Lucinda Williams, and we'll drink Miller High Life together, and we'll sit on a we'll sit on a, a porch in Louisiana or Mississippi in the, the middle of summer, and we'll plan our funerals together. Oh wow! <laughs> because we have wow. a fancy song called Fancy Funeral. That's really why. Are you going to be cremated or buried? Because like when things oh. happen in the south, like your 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 casket can float. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go cremation on that. Cremation for sure. And then you could be spread all over. You know, there's a thing about yeah, cremation exactly. that's pretty cool. I like that. So you could, this is you guys are crazy cool. I like this. <laughs> So you, Miller High Life, okay, yeah, okay. So I like Louisiana and, and Mississippi; those areas are incredible. They're some of my favorite places. That's you yeah. guys are cool for sure. So that brings <laughs> us south of my love. So explain that one, Bianca. <laughs> um, south of my love, we wrote in Sedona, Arizona, and uh, hmm. you know it's about when you're dating someone or you know may, maybe married to someone. I don't know, and they're just not quite hitting the mark you know they just they get close and then they maybe fail or they don't put the cap on the toothpaste you know what i mean or the toilet seat thing you know oh it's don't so even get weird. Started do you on think, that. okay why are those little things so important but, but do you think those little things can really cause a breakup if Absolutely. it was the right one you know i think that's a symptom of a bigger problem 
itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch out for elephants, everybody. I think, no, no, I think it's just like it's an excuse. It's a way to say there's something wrong without saying yeah. what's really yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's, You know, like someone left uh, a cake out in yeah. the rain. I didn't do it. <laughs> but there it is. Wow. Okay. Freddie and Francine, Bianca and Lee, <laughs> thank you for joining us. It has been a blast having you on the show. Um, everyone, the album, Gung Ho, comes out Friday, June 10th, 2016. Go to freddieandfrancine.com. It's on iTunes. Um, but Freddie is F-R-E-D-D-Y because, you know, that's what you decided right on stage, right, Lee? That it had to be a D-Y, not a D-I-E, you know. Yes, I had it spelling had in mind when I said it, yes. Yes, I knew you did. <laughs> They're also going to be on tour, everybody. June 11th, that's, that's when they release the, the album at Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles. Then they go to the East Coast, June 14th through 22nd. You guys are going to Colorado, uh, August 20th, the Rocky Mountain Folk Festival. Cool. So that is super yeah, cool. That's awesome. That, oh. Colorado Rock. So everyone go check them out there. Thanks mm. for joining us, guys. It's been a real blast having you on. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much for having us. Thanks, everyone. Here it is, South of My Love.
south of my love You're the south of my love You're the south of my love 